Hello and welcome to Tough Gig Comedy Podcast, where myself, Eddie Brimson, and my partner, fellow comedian, Lou Conran, will take you through our previous week's gigs and talk about life on the road. So sit back and have a listen. Here we are again after a week of gigging and um, been all over the shop, haven't we? Well, have we? I can't even remember where we've, we've been. We've been, I've done over a thousand miles this week, 1100 miles I've done this week, and I've had a finger up my bum as well, which was not the start of the week I was expecting. Yeah, you, I had to go to the doctors at the beginning of the week, well, didn't if I? If I've heard this once, I've heard it a million times. The man is, I think you're, I think. That you really enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it. I you, think you, did. you made me go to the doctors because you thought I've been you had going. Diabetes. No, I didn't. My mum's my mum's got diabetes. I've been peeing a lot, and um, <clears throat> yeah, and uh, so Lou made me go to the doctors. So whilst I was there, the doctor said, "Oh, we'll do all the tests. We'll put you in for blood tests. Have you had a prostate examination?" And I went, "Yes, I have. I've had one before." And he goes, "Oh, we'll do one now." I wasn't expecting it. Probably the best way to have one done. When you're not expecting because when I had my first one done in Brighton, of all places, uh, I had to wait a week, so I had a big build up for that. Oh. He went straight in, he was straight under. He gave me uh, he told me to get on the on the bed, lie on my side, my knees up. Then he gave me some tissues, which I thought was strange. And I automatically went to him, Are you going to make me cry? And he went, I've done 4,000 of these, and suddenly I didn't feel so special. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you felt um, used and abused. Yeah, and then he went so far up my ass. Mm. I thought he was checking for tonsillitis, mm. and, uh, and he nearly, yeah, he nearly pushed me off the bench. But, but you're anyway, only short. Maybe he's got a, a, an average size finger, it was, and it just. You know. It was. Uh, he really went for it, and um, and it was just before lunch as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he had marmite sandwiches? I don't know in what he had, but I hope he made them himself. So that was no, the start to my week, I which I wasn't happy about. No, can I just I explain to the listener that the fact he gave you a handful of tissues and you weren't entirely sure what though that was for, and only today, what a week later or whenever it is, we were having a walk this afternoon and I said, he gave you the tissues in case you spunked your load. No, because, I didn't. Yes, of course, because the that's what they use to get your, your jizz bag going well i didn't think that i thought because he put a bit of lube on which is actually quite nice oh my god <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, i thought it was just to sort myself out once he'd finished no not, and when i say sort myself out i mean like wipe the lube off yeah but um not finish off the no yeah no it's no. because it, in case you jizzed everywhere well good job i didn't so that was the start of the week great gig Five stars. It wasn't a five-star gig. Uh, it wasn't a five-star gig. Yeah, so that was... What that. I love is the fact that you came home and you could not stop talking about it. It's, it's I was violated. I did feel violated. Did you? Yeah, well, he try went being a, a long woman. Way. He went a try long way. Try being in. a woman. I don't want to be a woman, and I know what you have to do, but he went a long way up. Well, he really did you wait till you something. have a smear test, and then you get told you've got a wonky cervix, so they have to get one of those metal clamps that's got a curve on the end to go and reach in to scrape out your... Oh, dear. Well, there to you go. To be fair, he did say to me, it's nothing compared to what women go through. And I went, yes, that's true. I, accept, I understand that. So you came home yes, and just sir. wanked on about it for days on end. I did. I did say, 
Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> you've got nothing. You've got no <laughs> comeback to that, have you? <laughs> you wait till you've had a fist up. It's there. really fun. Louise, come on. No, I that? have had a fist up my fanny. When I um, when I lost the baby, I had to. Oh, when I was in the theatre, oh, they this was not. Going somewhere else no, entirely. no, no, not the theatre, but the operating theatre. Mm. Because the placenta didn't come out, they had to. A man had to put his whole fist in my hole mm. to try and get that out. Anyway, how's your geeks anyway, been? Anyway, how's your geeks been? Yeah, um, it's been a busy week. It's been a very busy week. My first gig of the week is I drove up to Ripon mm. in Yorkshire mm. to work for Neil Jolly. He's like, a lovely man. Yeah, he's great. He's a really good promoter, Neil. I think we might have spoken about him before. Um, and it was at the Ripon Arts Hub. I've done it before, and they, it, it's a tiny little theatre space. But they got quite a decent crowd in it. Only, you know, like 50, I think, there mm. might have been. But it makes the room look full, because it's only a small space. And uh, last time I did it, they were quite that. That you had to work hard, but they were really up for it. Lee Kyle, Geordie comic, I think he's a, yeah, he's from Jarrah. He's he's always up. He's like a big Labrador, isn't he? He's always up. Yeah. Yeah, bouncing about. He got them going, and then opening that gig was Don Bizwas. Now I've known Don for years. He's he's a really really nice lad. I've always got on really well with Don, but I have to say he's really got good. He's got really, really good. Um, he's worked really hard. He's had a Radio 4 thing um, before, but Don's got a lot going on. Mm. Right? He's got a lot of mm -hmm. issues that he's had to deal with. He's got a bit of Asperger's. He's a bit um, autistic as well. So he's had a lot to deal with, but he's really turned it round mm. and, and used it to his benefit, made a good career about talk. He's very political, very mm. clever. He's a very intelligent bloke as well, Don. Um, but fuck me, he had some good jokes. It was really. I've not seen him for ages. I hadn't seen him for a long time, but he's a he's a really become a really really good comic, and it was really good to watch. But he was telling me he'd come up the Ripon on the bus. Oh my god! So he had to leave to get from a bus. Where does he live? He lives in London. Lives oh in Wimbledon. So and that's how he does. He's like he don't drive. He can't drive apparently. Uh, it might might be because of some of the issues he's got. I don't know. Or he just or he's just shit driver. Might be. Probably yeah. Um, but yeah, he had to get a bus to Rip from Ripon to Leeds, and then an overnight bus home back to London. I mean, fucking hell, that's those hard are the, work. those were the early days, like when yeah. you're doing open spot stuff. Yeah, if you're yeah, not yeah. a driver, and you're like getting on a mega bus for a pound, yeah. to being on the bus for eleven hours to go and do a gig for five minutes. I only did it once. I lived in Brighton, and I had gigs in Skegness, and it was when everyone was going on about their carbon footprint. And I thought, I try, I, I do you know what? I do the bus. I'll do the bus. So I got the train up to Victoria and then I got a bus to Skegness. Fucking never again. Ne it was a, it was such a shit journey. And they didn't tell me like the change at Peterborough. So I had to hang around in Peterborough for ages. Then I got to a shit B&B that had a dog and it fucking stunk. And I died, I remember I died on my ass at the gig as well. As well. It was a brutal, and I just never again. I'm not doing that again. To Skegness. Fuck the planet. What? Fuck the planet. <laughs> no, I, didn't mean that. <laughs> I didn't mean that, but but yeah, never again. I don't know how people do it. I really don't. Uh, and that was a really good gig. I had a really good time. Was, in Ripon. In Ripon. They were a good bunch. So that was the start of the week. Then the next night, mm -hmm. you and I worked together you again. And I belong together. That's the one. Um, we worked in Manchester. We did. And then you decided to do a chip shop review uh, before the gig. Yeah. 
in the gay village in yeah. Manchester. Which you recommended to Chippy. I did, because that's the only one I knew. In the centre there, yeah. Yeah, and the only time I've ever, ever been to that Chippy is when I've been absolutely shitted. Um, I think that must be what they rely on, because mm. we bought the chips and we ate a few. They were, they were horrendous. And then I just checked it at the gig and you'd forgot to press record. So we had to go back again after the gig. Yeah. Now, obviously, I've, I no, I uh, thought uh, I had press record. So you did your review about these chips. And they were awful. And they were shocking. Yeah. And then we gave them to a homeless person, oh. which... No, not... <laughs> Which was really kind of us. Do you want these shit chips, No, he came, he came over to us and then he, he said... He wanted money, didn't he? He, he didn't wanted money, but, but... And then in the end, we went, well, we can't give you money, but would you like these? He didn't look happy, did he? I no, think he's, he's had them before. Yeah. And then I... Then apparently I forgot to press record. Not apparently. You, you forgot to press record. It's not, yeah. it's not apparently. You didn't record. Which is okay. Yeah. We all make mistakes, Louise. Yeah. Oh. And, um, but then we bumped into Mark... And Vicky from the playground. Comedy playground. During during lockdown, there was Sarah Millican did a, an online gig called The Playground. And we had a regular bunch of people that joined us for the front row on Zoom. Um, and then some of those people from The Playground have continued to, to come and see us, haven't they? Yeah, and they've formed a little group, of, uh, uh, well, and quite a big group of friends. Who, and they, they, they're really yeah. cool. They're a really cool bunch of people. That playground gig used to get a lot of people, didn't it, mm. during lockdown? Yeah, yeah. And you, yeah. you used to alternate. Me and Sally doing the uh, hosting. It yeah. was a lot of fun. It was yeah. really. You were brilliant at that. You oh, both I loved were. it. I loved it. Yeah, because you got to fuck around a lot and do stuff that you couldn't normally do. Have you? That's from the right of stuff that you. Couldn't Edward normally has just do. picked some skin oh, off his finger and rolled it up, and now you put it on the table, I and then burnt you saw my me finger look- badly cooking for you the other week and I've got a big oh, burn and it's starting to come off cooking for me yeah I'm cooking Sunday dinner for you now aren't I oh no Cinderella yeah okay oh. <laughs> you shut the st- right anyway <laughs> Jesus fuck but, um, do, you, do you want to Mark, marry, do you uh, still want to marry sits, me yes what is it five six weeks to that we'll see but yeah we they bought us a wedding present and we yeah. met Anne we met Anne for the first time one, Mark's of, one of the playgrounders Mark who's a regular comedy goer he his partner has come over from America so we met she was lovely she was lovely yeah and uh, and a lady called Vicky Hogarth came along as yeah, well yeah she's great so Vicky lovely. she makes me laugh so they come into the gig now it's a tiny gig isn't it it's mm-hmm. in the old monkey on mm-hmm. Portland is it Portland Street Portland Street yeah. Portland Street in Manchester and it's a tiny gig it runs once a month Tony Basnett runs it I like Tony. I spent a month with him, a shared with him in Edinburgh. He's a really good lad. I like him. He was good to be around. And he's funny. It's his club and he really owns that club. They bought, um, there was only, what, 22 people? Yeah, it was quite low. And even numbers, that, I don't think it was even yeah. that. But it can only hold, it usually gets about 30, 30 to 40 people. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, I don't know, really. Not even when that, I, maybe. Well, no, when I've done it before, it's always been really packed yeah. out. But it's, Maybe about fifty odd people. It's one of those gigs that you just—ah, oh, it's just fucking great, isn't it? Mm. it? I've done it three times now, and it's just always brilliant because they come for the right reasons. They know you're gonna fuck about a bit, or they're just really up for it. And he gets them going. And I've been lucky this week. I've played some big rooms this week, but that's by far and away my favourite gig of the week. Mm. I think because. 
you get to do stuff you can't you do in a big room. You smashed the arse out you of did. it. You did. You had no, a, you had not a, about me. It's about you. Well, you I, it was a good gig. It was a lot of it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed being mm. on on the stage there. I went on first two open spots in the middle. We mm-hmm. always have two open spots. Tom Evans mm-hmm. who, and Adam Evans. And Adam Evans have met before. Tom's good. Ad, Adam's really oh, new. Oh, he was phenomenal. He's, for, for how long he's been going, mm. he was very, very good. Yeah. He's got a lot about him, hasn't he? Mm. He's funny. You, you can sort of see, he uh, he reminded me of Joe Lycett a bit. And then he, um, he sort of has a weird tick, doesn't he, really? But I don't know whether that's a character thing or if that just happens while he's on stage because sometimes you when you're on stage you find yourself doing something that you would never ordinarily do mm. um so, but he he's really interesting adam evans very interesting yeah he really had something about him yeah, didn't he? yeah. and his jokes were great his delivery was very unique yeah. i couldn't think of anyone i'd seen who was like him really well other well for I'd me ne- yeah, I'd, and so, yeah i've never seen joe i've only ever seen joe once live and that was at a big show in edinburgh really um, yeah it's the only time I'm, oh no oh no i think he compared a gig <gasps> he compared a death for me in in uh, wimbledon oh lovely yeah it was a really funny gig well, it wasn't, um, was it? Because no, you died. No, it was, because the way it happened. I walked in. That's it. I walked in. Uh, what are you doing? I'm putting some moisturiser on because my face feels dry. It doesn't look dry. It feels You look dry. red. You look red. Oh, I just had wine. a bath. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that'll be that then. Yeah, I think Joe was comparing this gig. I was doubling up. I did a gig in Putney and I was going down to Wimbledon. The gig in Putney was a really good one. I was opening that and I'd had a really nice time. There were good gigs. Eric McElroy. Mac, I can't remember his. Uh, but anyway, he used to run those gigs. What's his name? Fucking hell, it's gone out of my head. Anyway, lovely fella. Right? right. I'd had a really good, nice gig at Putney. Yeah. Get in the car, drive down to Wimbledon. I'm the bollocks. Yeah. Right? I am the bollocks. Walk into this room. There's yeah. not many people. There's only about 20 odd people in this room. I walk in. I think it was Joe on stage. This way before he got famous. And I walked into the back of the room and he's in a bit of a panic. And then he goes, oh, oh, the, the, the middle, the, the closing acts just walked in because it was closing it. He goes, um, Eddie, do you mind? The, the middle act isn't here yet. And I think it might have been Howard Reed. Mm. He isn't here yet. He's delayed. Would you mind going on now? Right. And it already had two acts on. No. Yeah. Yeah. They'd had the opening act. And, and so... I'm Johnny Big Bollocks. I've gone, yeah, of course, yeah. Just walked in the room. Yeah, yeah, I'll come straight on. He goes, oh, because he was in a bit of, he was obviously filling. So he goes, oh, what a pro. On you come. Well, you ready? You want another act? Yeah, you've heard enough of me. I'm Eddie Brimson. I walk on. Of course, my mindset, I am the dog's bollocks. I fucking tanked. Absolutely tanked. Got nothing, right? Oh. So I changed it. I did rude stuff. I did long stories. I, did st- I tried to mix it up. And then about 10 minutes in, I goes, okay, look, look, right, we're going to have to, just, I've got to address something here. This isn't going well, right? We all know that. Now, can I just say, obviously, the, the MC's really loud, because I could hear you laughing at him. I've been told the first act smashed it. Is it just me? And as one, they all went, yeah, mate, it's just you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> which is, which is brilliant. Brutal. No, it was brilliant. It was so funny. I know, I've gone... Oh, 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 okay, right, because 
all of a sudden, it's like what comedy does gives you those kick in the nuts when you think you're the fucking. If you go on too cocky, now it was one of. So I start. I couldn't help but find that funny. So I said, okay, fair play to you. <laughs> it's a great. I goes, but listen, I'm just going to say something to you because there's no point in me staying on here because there's no way I can turn this gig around now. But can I just say this? You've told me that you like the MC. Yes, they went. Yeah, I goes. I've heard this first act smashed it. Yes, they went. Yes, I said. But let me tell you something. When you're sitting in a pub with your mates in six months' time, and you go, do you remember that comedy night we went to? You won't remember them two. You'll go, and we saw that bald bloke die on his fucking ass, and they went, yeah, cracked up laughing. I went, thank you very much. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> but that's wow. what they were. Oh, it was so funny. It was so funny to to just go. That's the thing when you do two gigs in one night. Mm. Even in this, in uh, comedia Brighton, you used to do two gigs. You go from one room, the little studio mm. room, into the big room. Same material, same building, totally different shows. It's really funny. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Right. Sorry about that. Funny gumball. Um, what was we talking about before then? Oh yeah, know. the Manchester gig. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. And you you had a great time. I did enjoy myself, yeah, it was great. I like smaller gigs because I feel like I have more licence to fuck about and play. And I like playing. Bigger crowds, I feel like you have more of a responsibility because the bigger crowds, you can, more people can turn on you if it's not going. I know you feel differently about it, don't you? You like big crowds. I like no, I like a big stage, but I actually quite like small rooms because you like to engage with mm. the audience. You like to get to know everybody. You can't, and you can't do that in a big room. Mm. When I'm in a small room, I'm forced to do that a little bit, which mm. I don't normally in other rooms because I'm so scripted. But it was a really good. It was a lot of fun that gig. And if oh, if, and then afterwards, then we went. And bought more chips. Oh, we had to go and get more chips to refilm it. And they were even <gasps> worse. We turned up and the, the women that were working in the chip shop, I went in because Eddie didn't want to go in because he thought, well, I bought them last Well, they'd see me, wouldn't they? They must work So I, I went up to the chip shop and the two women that worked behind the counter were outside, sat on a step going, excuse me, we're shot for five minutes because we're having a fag. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Fucking hell. That should have been the warning sign. Yeah. And... So, and then, but it wasn't five minutes it was like 15 20 minutes and we were just waiting around and then they went in the bloke before me that uh, who'd managed to walk in before me they can they were so mean to him they were really rude to him were they yeah they were horrible then they um then uh they gave me the chips two pounds right what was it two pound 45 thank you and then we got out, and they were. I've never seen you do this before, but you were like, "These are shit." Yeah. You don't normally swear on your chip. I don't. Chip. I don't swear normally, but they were. They were the worst. They everything about them. This tiny Porsche. They were just shit. You can watch it on YouTube or on social media, but they were just. Um, yeah, it was. Oh. Yeah, they were shit. They're the worst. It's the first time I've. I can't. I won't give away what um, ranking I gave them. Yeah. Rating. They were ranked. They were. They were terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And then, then where were you the day after that? Where was I? Where did I'm I, gonna oh, go and get the wine. You can I tell had to people. go to. You can tell people I'm getting more Stone wine. Stone Market, right? 
Hurry up then. Hurry up, hurry up. This seems weird if you're just walking out. No, just talk to me. Talk to me. Go and get it. Quick. I'm go Jesus it. Christ, isn't she? Honestly, at the moment. What? No, I don't want cheese. Just a bit. Yeah. Honestly. It's such hard work. Yeah, turn the light out. Such hard work, don't I? Excuse me? Nothing. You didn't get any cheese. You said don't cheese. I said, cheese. no, oh, do you know what? I Did you say cheese. get cheese? Anyway, it's there in the recording. I said, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so, <laughs> oh, fuck me, Lou. <laughs> what's wrong with you at the moment? What do you mean, what's wrong with Nothing. me? What's wrong with you? <laughs> what about me, Jill? Hey, Michelle, which one would you? Please don't do okay, that. Okay, I won't do that. Right, so, um, Thursday, I had to drive to Stone Market to do yeah. a gig in Stone Market. Never been. In all my time travelling around this country, I've never been to Stone Where Market. Where is it? Suffolk, near oh. Ipswich. Why would you go there? It was a long way to mm. go. But I have to say, beautiful theatre. Beautiful. Called oh, the Regal. the big one, was it? No, uh, no, the, no, it wasn't the biggest one. No, yeah, probably. But lovely play, really lovely venue. It's a cinema, they do a lot of films in there, but they won't, I don't know if it's once a month or whatever, I'm talking bollocks. But anyway, it sells out. What a thing happened, right? Mm-hmm. It sells out. Um, Spike and Mike gig. Um, it's a long way to go, but it's nice. it was worth it because it's a lovely room. However, I'm standing at the back, Tony Coward's MCing, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm standing at the back watching. A lad comes in with four of his mates, and then behind him, he walks in, kind of door shuts. Behind him comes a girl in a wheelchair. Mm. Right? So I open the door for it to come in. I'm standing right at the back, and there's a space for a wheelchair. And these two people, other people, just come in. They sat in the two end seats. And it's it's sold out, but there are empty seats. It's sold out, but some, obviously some people didn't turn up. The girl in the wheelchair is with one of these four guys. And she goes, oh, excuse me, we've booked those two seats because I'm in a wheelchair, that's for my partner. And these two people, the bloke must have been 60 and a woman must have been mid-50s, looked at their ticket, looked at her and just shrugged their shoulders and just sat there, didn't say a fucking thing. And then the bloke come back, her boyfriend come back and went, yeah, yeah, no, we've booked these two seats because she's a wheelchair user. And they just looked at him and then just folded her arms, sat back and... And didn't fucking move. Wow. And I was standing there thinking, this is uh, this is outrageous. I've never seen that. And then the bloke, the boyfriend, left her, fucked up, and went and sat with his mates. Oh, my God. Then Tony started talking to him at the back of the room, because he said anyone what, from Scotland. St- on stage? He's on stage. He's yeah. anyone from Scotland. So this bloke said, oh, I'm from Scotland. Who are you with? I'm with my mates. Then introduced, he goes, oh, who's your mate? This one. One of the boyfriend. The boyfriend. He goes, all right, so who are you here with? He went, oh, I'm here with my three mates. And Tony goes, he said there were five of you. And he went, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, my girlfriend's in a wheelchair. She's sitting there. Oh, I, wow. I was like, wow, mate, she needs to fucking move on. Yeah. It was horrible that, to watch. It was really horrible to watch. People are dicks, aren't the, they? The, the two people who sat there were complete pricks. Wow. Utter pricks. Well, of course you'd get up and just shift over, wouldn't you? They, they, they were... They were Get up and go and sit somewhere else. Do you know what, though? Are they of that generation where they go, well, we've booked these particular seats. I don't think they were booked seats. Oh. That's why they looked at their their ticket and went, I'm reserved. It's like, yeah, but no, we had booked these two. It was really really quite a horrible thing to watch. I was going to address it on stage. 
because I was going to go for them when I went on. I told Tony in an interval, and he said, yeah, I thought that was a bit weird because he'd engaged with them from stage. Then he went round and saw her, spoke to her, and she was quite embarrassed that, oh, well, this, has become be, a, this has become a thing. So he said, I'm going to leave it, so I didn't mention it. It was really quite a moment. That, and it was quite, you, When you see something like that, it's you just realise how difficult it is for some people. Mm. But they were, you know, they were clearly, they, they weren't, art, they, well, they were arseholes, but to look at them, you'd have thought, you'd have thought they'd have gone, oh, of course it would move. You know, they look nice people, but clearly a couple of arseholes. Um, I hope they're listening to this because they need to be told. But it was a great gig. Yeah. Yeah, had a lot of fun. Big stage. Lovely yes. big stage. I love a big stage to wander around on. So that was fun. In the middle was a guy called Jake Baker. Very, very good. Had some really proper good material about caravans and about the Olympics <laughs> that were really like, oh, that's a quality routine, that. Really. I've never heard of Jake Baker. No, I think he's... Because I, I would imagine he's well known in on the circuit in London, probably does a lot down there. But yeah, he was really, really proper comic, hundred percent proper comic. So that was fun, and I stayed in the travel lodge on the A14. Mm, it's all glamour, isn't it? Yeah. Is the A14 where all the sex shops are? No, that's the A1. Oh. So I've been told. Um, where was you on? <laughs> where was you on Thursday? Oh, I was at the Frog and Bucket, and I'll tell you what. Normally, for me, Thursdays at the Frog and Bucket are a little bit like pulling teeth because they're normally quite couple Yeah. and it's quite quiet. But this Thursday was an absolute delight. I mm. really enjoyed myself. And then there was a guy on the front row in like a sparkly jacket and demonte shoes and all of this. So I, I was trying to sort of like chat to him because he was like, he just looked like, I'll tell you what he looked like, a bit. A cross between Dale Winton and um, Dale Winton. I can't think of anybody else. (laughs) So, uh, but then I was getting distracted by other people and then I I was thinking, oh, I'll deal with you in a minute, blah, 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 blah. And then a bit later on throughout the night, I went, right, finally, let's address this, what you're wearing and everything, because he clearly was a bit like, ta-da! Yeah, wants to be seen. Well, I think so, but anyway, he was on the front row so I was, I was chatting to him and I was like, oh, so, you know, that the classic MC, what do you do type thing. And he said, I'm a stand-up comedian and an actor. So, obviously, I'm like, oh, oh, you're a stand-up comedian. Oh, well, right, well, have we, have we ever met before? No, no, right, you're a stand-up comedian. Right, and what was your name, sorry? And he said his name. And then... Um, and I was like, oh, right, oh, so where do, you, where, do, where do you do your comedy then? And he said, well, you know, I've, I've, I do here at the Frog and Bucket on Mondays. Oh, right, okay. Which is a gong show. Right. So it's where, it's where I started, it's where people based in the Northwest basically started their careers mm. doing five-minute gong show gigs where you... Try your material, and if the audience don't like it, you get booed off, basically. That's essentially Mm. the thing. So I was like, oh, so you're not a comedian then? And he was just like, because he was giving it all jolly big bollocks. What a prick. What an utter prick. Do you know what? I just think, if you're, we all do it, if you're trying to be, if if you want to do stand-up comedy, and you want to make that your profession, 
don't tell people that that's what you do for a living because it's not what you do for a living. Well, don't tell other comics that. Especially don't tell other comics that are on... It's really funny. It's weird, isn't it? The fucking confidence of it. It Oh, I'm a stand-up comedian. Why are you saying that to me? Yeah, you're you're clearly not. When I've never... I don't know who the fuck you are. Not that I know everybody, but... It's a very small industry. Everybody really does well, know more industry. or less, but yeah. When you're especially doing, in the North West. When you're doing try-out gong shows, you're not a comedian. You're a comedian when it's... When, you, when you when pay it's your, your bills with that. Yeah, kind of that's your main income. That's mm. when you're a comedian. Yeah. It's not... Um, it's so funny that it's, everyone calls himself a comedian these days. Yeah, I find that very, very frustrating. But what a dick. And slightly offensive to the people that do do that as their profession. Yeah, yeah. Because it makes it seem like, I know we talked about this ages ago, but it makes it seem like anybody can do it. You know, like that guy at that Christmas gig or whatever in Northampton that came out and went, how much do you get paid? I could do that. I could do this, yeah. Prick. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that. And then when I got up to the green room, me and the other acts, one of the other acts said, oh yeah, I've, I've gonged him off stage before. Oh. I was like, oh, great. Brilliant. But they didn't get them laying to him, or was it just you? Well, it was only the um, second section that oh. I actually found that out. And then the guy that was doing the middle spot, I'd never done a weekend at the Frog before. So, obviously, he's not good. And he's not an interactive-y type person. So, And he wants to do his best because he wants to get booked there again, you know. So that's so. the first... Because... Frog and Bucket, for those of you who don't know, is with comics. It's a it's a rite of passage. It's yeah. a great gig. It's been going for years, hasn't it? Frog That's and where I trained it's, basically to do my my yeah. business. Really, it's one of the gigs, most mm. famous venues mm. for comedy. It's where, it's where the, Johnny Vegas yeah. started. Peter Kay, Peter Kay, loads of it. And Steve Coogan and Carolyn Ahern and yeah, you know the alumni is um, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a balls out venue as well when it mm. sometimes it can be really fucking feisty. Gladiatorial. Yeah, which is right. You that you love all that though, yeah. don't you? And it's a great venue. I've had some great nights there. I've died a few times in there. I think most people. Everybody have. has. Yeah, but that's the, that's the part of it, and it's um, and it's got a, one of the greatest sound men. Colin. Colin he's an institution at the old frog and bucket so he's funny he should fun. be in an institution he's the most miserable cunt you'll ever meet in your life <laughs> and also but he's brilliant he's, he's brilliant. worked there 25 he's years he takes no prisoners no he's he does great. all the I'd love to have read because you have a after you've done a gig in a club like that you have a gig report so somebody will tell the bookers how well or how badly mm. you've done oh, fuck and me. Colin doesn't he wouldn't pull no punches. He doesn't really. take any prisoners. So I'd love to read his gig reports from my early days. They yeah, must exist know. somewhere. His Thursday night. Because Thursday night they have two acts on in the middle section who are hoping to get booked their regular, aren't they? Yeah. That's the thing. And the confidence of some of those newer acts. Fuck me. Make mm. you feel you shouldn't be in the dressing room. Mm. Uh, you did all weekend there, didn't mm. you? you did, so you did Friday there. That was mm-hmm. Friday. Mm-hmm. Lovely, fun. lovely, actually. Lovely. A, and Saturday you do two gigs, then. Saturday you? we have a matinee show and an evening show. And then the evening show last night, oh, Jesus. What I always f- find difficult is audience behaviour when they feel it's okay because they're pissed to get up and come and talk to you when you're clearly waiting to go back on stage. Whilst there's an act on, but while they feel that they can actually have a... A conversation with you at the level that you know normal 
speaking level. This woman was like plastic fantastic, but in my act, like she was about an inch away from my nose. Do you like my boots? <laughs> I like your boots. Mm. And then she was like, I mean, she was trying to compliment me, but she was like, I love your hair. Mm. I was like, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, <laughs> cheers. Is it real? Yes, it is. Oh, I'm a hairdresser. Oh, people pay money for that. Okay, right. All right, thank you. Oh, God. How old are you? Are you younger than me? She was clearly trying to... No. Yeah, she was clearly having a go. She said to me, have you had Botox? I was like, no, I have not had Botox yet. You're joking. You've not had Botox. Have you had nothing done? Had she had the old duck? Oh, she was plastic fantastic. Oh, Yeah. So, but it was like, oh, my God. No, I've not had any. How old are you? So I said, oh, I'm going to be 50 this year. Fuck off. Fuck off. I'd have had you at 43 at the most. 43? That's quite specific. Yeah, really specific. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. Specific. Yeah. Oh, bless her heart. And yeah. in the end, I was like, I've just got to walk away from this because this this conversation will go on all night otherwise. Mm-hmm. So I had to walk away. Who was your mum with over the weekend? So it, uh, I had... Uh, oh, Matt Reed from Newcastle, uh-huh. Deliso, Chaponda, uh, Eric Rushton and Danny McLaughlin. Oh, well, that's solid, isn't it? Solid. That's as solid as yeah. you could get weekend, really. Yeah. Um, there were two open spots on the Thursday, one of which I heard having a poo. That was oh, yeah, you said, yeah. I heard a great story about a female comic oh, yeah. who left a turd in the toilet every day. And I know this woman, and I... It I, seems very off-character, It does it? seem very out of character for her yeah. to make a point by leaving a turd. Yeah. But she's quite scatty, so maybe she'd have had yeah. a turd before... Scatty being quite the right word. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe she's had a poo, she's got in the shower, she's come out of the shower, and she's forgotten to flush the toilet. If, would So, hang on, would you have a poo, leave it whilst you're having a shower, mm. and then flush it? Mm. I tell you You'd what. You'd leave a poo. What? Yeah. You well, disgust me. No, what? That's disgusting. Well, the, if the door's locked, what? No one's coming in. You leave they? a poo. Yeah. Do you know why? Because the toilet, the water system is is connected to the shower. Well, you just flush it and wait. You don't stand in the stench of your own dump. My poos don't smell. They smell. Fuck off. They smell biscuits and roses. That's disgusting. Every day, is a, every day is a school day. Why you? is that, that disgusting? Because it, it's disgusting. Why? You have a dump, you flush it. You don't let it linger. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes wow, I'll leave it. Uh, I'll have well, a, Louise, I'll have honestly, a sh- honestly, there's so much if I'd have known beforehand. Yeah? What that's, would you have done? <laughs> Been on your own forever, you yes. lonely bastard. Yeah, that's disgusting. No, it's not. All right, then. If anyone's listening to this podcast, we don't know if people do, but if anyone's listening to this, could you message in? And let us know whether you whether you do that. No, I don't that's do disgusting. it. I don't do it all the Honestly, time. Honestly, that's disgusting. Oh, do you know what I meant to play was um, last week we did a podcast about the music that was being played. You can't play music on here. We get no. Time. I'm not going to play music. Oh, right, what? Um, do you want to shut up and let me speak? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Haley you Ellis. You speak while I go up and um, flush your toilet. Shut up, Haley Ellis. Brilliant, brilliant lady. Mm-hmm. Um, Very funny. 
very funny. Who we both voted for, didn't we? For in the comic. Don't of... say that. What? Don't say that. Okay. So, Haley Ellis sent us a message after last week's podcast. We talked about how how music is really important at a gig and how the gig that we did we were talking about last week the it sounded like a wake basically um and about um the promoter agraman the human uh, anagram Haley sent us this message and i said would you mind if we played this on the podcast and she has no problem with it at all because she said he doesn't book her anymore anyway so it won't affect her career so i'm going to play this hello louise uh, i'm just driving listening to yours and eddie's podcast and i have to tell you this talking about the music at the agraman gig Agraman once brought me on stage to Eva Cassidy's Songbird. It was already playing, right? She's a well-known funeral song. He, um, it was already playing as pre-show music, which is horrific anyway, and then he just turned the volume up and introduced me. That's, wow. that's horrendous. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's horrendous. It's bizarre, isn't, isn't it? it? But that's hilarious, though, because he once said to me, I can't remember whether I said this last time, when I was very new... He booked me to do, um, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes or something. And then he went, um, literally as I was about to walk on, he went, oh, by the way, they don't like filth or swearing. Oh, God. Good luck. And then, and that, and that was me done. I was like, oh, oh God. I was really new. And I was like, well, what the fuck do I do? Because I, that's all I do, I talk about me fanny and swear. Oh, well. well, he's booked you since anyway. Yeah. So. But if anyone else is, who's listening to this um, does a poo and then gets in the shower and then flushes afterwards, that's really please wrong. let us know. That's I'd love wrong. to know. It's not wrong. Mm. It's what people do. It's not. It's it not. is. It's not. Right, I guarantee there'll be people that well, do do okay, that. well, I don't, well, I don't want to speak to those people ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Back to the podcast, yeah. Friday. Mm-hmm. Friday I drove for nine hours. I had to drive from Stowe Market all the, the way fire. to Tinmouth in Devon. Do you mind? No, I'm just poking the fire. I've heard something so go rude, crash. Right? I had to drive, as you know, I drove from, it shows how much you care about my road safety. No, because I've heard it all before. Oh, fuck. I drove all the way from Tain, uh, from Stowmarket to Devon, Teenmouth. Here's the thing when you're on the road, it's, it's, I haven't had to do this for a long time, when you have to kill days on the road, Lou, mm. you know, and you've got 10 hours to kill before a gig, because you come out of, if you could make a, a more noise, that'd be fucking great. <laughs> Love you. You know what it's like. So I went and had... I went and had, you got to get breakfast. Now, nothing says road comic more than an Asda or Weatherspoons breakfast. Oh, you were devoed, weren't you? I've, well, I went to Asda to get a breakfast. They're usually quite a good deal. I don't know. They're bread ones. They are. They're usually quite I ordered it, veggie breakfast. It come back. It was on a kid's plate, right? It was the tiniest, smallest plate. It was quite expensive for what it was. Two sausages, uh-huh. two hash browns, uh-huh. baked beans that looked like they'd been incinerated. Skin, uh, skin on the beans. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Mm. And then uh, at half a tomato, which mm. was undercooked. I can't stand that. Mm. And then an egg. Mm. Or so I thought. Oh. It was actually, the plate was so small. Yeah. There were two eggs. Oh. But they put, put one on top of the other. Oh. Can you fucking believe that? And I had to ask for another plate to take stuff off. It's a kind of... Can I have some bread and butter? Does that not come? It's like, oh, you've got to pay extra for bread and butter. So I paid extra. Basically, to get another plate, so I could take stuff off the original plate. So I had actually two plates of food. And was it cold? Because you 
it sounds to me like that it was it was okay actually you don't do cold i don't do cold food or tepid or tepid i like food to be hot but it was just shit and anyway i had to then drive all the way down and i have to say with the m25 was fucked as normal on a friday um there'd been a smash quite a bad one actually do you know what one thing i've learned with driving is that when there's a smash don't get umpy about it about rushing to gig so I always like to get to gig early but do you know what if you don't get to the gig you don't get to the gig sometimes some people ain't getting home do you know what I mean so I don't let it bother me I've changed my mindset on that totally it was quite a bad crash Mm. that I saw and um, And also we have spoken about it before but one of our comedy colleagues lost his life in a car crash because he's trying to get from A to B and, and well, nothing is more important is it even though we are like oh I'm not going to get paid or I'm not going to get booked yeah, again if I do this quid, is a, yeah you know. it's ridiculous isn't it when yeah. you kind of realise that somebody's left their kid their kids behind with it yeah, yeah blah 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 yeah, yeah. but yeah. Um, the drive down once I got that I took the I, went, I drove through Wiltshire and all that it's just so beautiful one of the things you do get with this gig is you go to places that you might not necessarily go to England is just stunningly beautiful on a day like that. It was absolutely gorgeous. So, and then I got Timmouth. What a beautiful little town! Never been. Absolutely beautiful. I've been there before. I've done the gig there before, but I never had a look around. Beautiful town. Great theatre gig. It's run by a guy called Ben Milden, who runs the um, Torquay Comedy Club. He knows how to run a gig. He really does know. He gets a room packed. Yeah, he's a re- he's a really good promoter, and it was a lot of fun. Tom Glover who's local down there, MCing, mm-hmm. very likeable. He's got that thing, just instantly likeable when he walks on stage. They always want him to do it. Mm-hmm. And he's funny, he's really funny. Didn't do any material, all on the hoof, made it all up, very good. Guy called Simon Emmanuel, who runs gigs, a Welsh guy. Got a bit of Lee Evans about him, right. 100 miles an hour. Funny, he runs gigs in Wales, Stone Circle Comedy Club. And then... This new guy called Ian Murphy was on. He's a scouser. He lives in Devon. And he was really good. He was really, really good. He looks like Marcus Bergman. Yeah. If Marcus Bergman was an accountant. <laughs> right? So he's very straight dressed. Right? But he had a good look about him. But he did really, really well. And I talked to him in the dressing room afterwards. It's been going a year. Wow. I was like, fuck me. You look like... You know, he, he was... Re- for someone who... He had a lot of confidence. He had a lot of good stuff. But for a year, and I think he'd won some competition, or been in some competition, which is why Ben had booked him. But he was good. I forgot I was on with Connor Burns as well. Oh, this Connor's great. Connor is, he's going to be... Yeah, yeah. And also Eric Rushton. Eric Rushton's funny. Oh, yeah. he's just brilliant. Yeah, he's got a lot about yeah. him, Eric. He's, he's, a fun, he's a funny lad as well. Brilliant. Names to look at. Yeah, yeah. A lot of names to look out for yeah. this week. But the time of gig... Big rate, rate seats. Am I boring you? Yeah, Lewis? sorry, I'll just sake. Right, big, <laughs> fuck me. Right, the big rate seat theatre. Lovely. Yeah. Absolutely lovely. Did you smash the arse out? It was a real lot of fun. They were a very fun crowd. Yeah. And, That's um, good to sort of like put Buxton to bed, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we've had a really good run of gigs this week. So a six hour drive there and then three and three quarter hours to get home. And uh, but totally worth it. It's a, it a wonderful gig with a really up for it. Well, while crowd. you were away, I've just remembered that that well. Oh, I 
at two o'clock in the morning I was up the other day while you were away because some woman had was pissed outside and um, was wailing and screaming like a, a dog that had been run over and I think she was on the pavement and Keith who lives two doors down all right Keith who came round and told us about his colonoscopy He's great. Kid. He's he hilarious. He he was outside having a fag, and he was like, "I thought he knew the people." But this woman had fallen over, pissed, and her boyfriend was trying to get her up off the pavement. And there was a lot of negotiations going on. Anyway, apparently, it I the like the noise that she was making. It sounded like she was in a lot of pain. But Keith, all right, Keith. He uh, said that he thought she'd broken her arm because she, when she'd fallen over. Um, and God, it was this poor guy trying to get his bird off the pavement. It was like... He was sober, Keith said. Oh, was, oh did you talk it, to Keith I about spoke it? to Keith. Keith said he seemed quite sober, but she was just... He said he hadn't seen anything like it. She was a... Did he know him? No, don't know. Oh. got a fucking clue. It was in the garden next door. She was in that next door she'd to Darren's garden. into the garden. Free now, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're a miserable couple of bastards, aren't they? They are Three a doors down. Bastards. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I hope they're listening. That sounded pr- brutal. I remember yeah. you telling me about it. Yeah. One thing I did um, change the subject. On drive down, I told you this. I suddenly found myself, I caught myself singing because my radio is not working in my car. So <gasps> I was like, and you, that's a long time for, me, for you to be that's in silence. For my Jesus Christ. I suddenly caught myself singing It's Raining Men for no reason. Do you think since you've had the prostate exam <laughs> that, you, <laughs> that you might be going on RuPaul's Drag Race? I was just very driving soon. through Wiltshire by Salisbury. I passed Stonehenge. Stonehenge? Yeah, I always have to say it like that after Spine and Tap. But I passed Stonehenge. And uh, it's tiny, isn't it? It looked bigger mm. than uh, but the first time you see Stonehenge. Yeah, but you're, you're shorter like, now, aren't you? Fuck. Yeah, all right. You've, look, you've lost, lost an inch, inch haven't you? Know? Um, Maybe it is bigger to you. You tiny little body. Yeah, there's a lot of other stuff. It's a great county. That's a very mystical county, Wiltshire. Mystical. There's a lot of weird shit down there. There's a lot of mounds and um, uh, uh, burial mounds, and yeah, it's quite an interesting county. Well, maybe we should go. We should go there. We need to go to Devon for a couple of days. Oh. So yeah, it's raining men. Don't know where that comes from. Anyway, so we're back at back to it, back on it this week, aren't we? Yeah, I'm away next week with Sarah Millican. Yeah, we've got a lot of wedding stuff I've got to sort out. I've got a quiet week next week, so I need to get on the blower and the internet. So yeah, so that's it. I'll go make you Sunday dinner now, Lou. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah, that'll do me. All right, have a lovely week, and we will report back next week. Thank you for listening. Bye. I can't believe you don't flush. Shut up, I don't. We hope you enjoyed this week's edition of Tough Gig Comedy Podcast with myself and Lou. If you did, then please like or share. It's only a click of a button and it'll really help us spread the word. Also, you can find us on social media, on X and Instagram at Tough Gig Pod, or even better, join our Facebook page, Tough Gig Comedy Podcast, where you can leave a message or even ask us a question. And so until next time, have a wonderful week. Thank you.